Hi, this is Sierra Webster, sports reporter at the Daily Emerald, and you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Emerald Podcast Network. I'm Sean Meadow. I'm joined by Jack Butler. Hello. And Austin Craycraft. Yo! This is the Premier League podcast on Emerald FC, which is whatever we just call it whenever we talk about soccer on the Emerald Podcast Network. You can listen to the Champions League podcast that we did just a couple days ago. It will be outdated by the time you listen to it, but it's still a good podcast. Uh, We're going to talk Premier League, just Premier League in this podcast. It is April 30th, 10.38 a.m. Two games left. We're going to start with the top four battle or at least the battle for third and fourth, those Champions League spots, because it isn't really a top-four battle anymore. It's a four-team, two-spot fight, and this is where it gets interesting. Tottenham in third, Chelsea looking like they'll get that fourth spot right now if they just went out, <laughs> Yeah, uh, but that's asking a lot. That's the tough part. Arsenal in fifth and United in sixth, and I know, Austin, you tossed down some percentages, I'll read them out just real quick, but Tottenham 96%, Chelsea 73%, Arsenal 26%, and United 6%. And that is to get into the top four. Yes. Source. The so- yes, the source is 538. Um, looking at it, the reason that the gap between Chelsea and Arsenal is so large is because they think Chelsea's just like a lot better team. Like They think they're closer to Tottenham's level, whereas Arsenal and Man U are kind of in that. Like They almost have it tiered, those thir- third and fourth versus fourth, fifth and sixth. Um, yeah, I don't know what they see. Well, I mean, part Chelsea. of it, part of it is Tottenham and Chelsea for most of the year have been under. I mean, in terms of all the stat stuff, they've been underperforming compared to like their their relative chances and chances given up. Whereas Man United and Arsenal for much of the year have overperformed. Um, so like if you just went to their most likely scenarios, you'd end up with a clear three, four, five, six. And there are a bunch of weird situations we have with. Champions League being that there are two Premier League teams there. Yep. One of them is Tottenham, who could be out of the top four. Mm-hmm. If they win it, they would get back into the Champions League. And then there's the Europa League situation where Arsenal and Chelsea are both in the semifinals. And there, so if they come out... There's a very distinct way that all six teams could get in. There is. It's not going to happen, but don't think is. that's possible. Uh, well, yeah, if United well, get okay, in... Okay, it's possible, but it's I don't think probable. Is yes. what I should yes. say. No, no yeah. it's not. I I do kind of hope for. I think there will be. I, yeah, I hope there's five. For for drama's sake, I it would be more fun if Chelsea and Arsenal were sitting at fifth and sixth, and then in the yeah. Europa League final. <laughs> yeah, I would love that, that would, so much. As a uh, Chelsea fan, I would rather be playing with house money and be in the top four, and then it would be s- extremely sweet to win the Europe. I mean, gotta be. Frankfurt first, which not a given. Yeah, not a no, given. not at all. Not at all. Um, but if they did, and then if Arsenal won, um, it would be sweet uh, to knock out Arsenal in the Europa League and um, essentially end their chance of Champions League for the next year. That would be pretty sweet. But I really feel like this top four race is 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 not really a race, but like a stumble, like. I mean, every team is, it's really a race. Oh, yeah, I, I totally see what you're saying. It's a race 
right now for the Europa League, not a race for the Champions League, based on the form that, at least Premier League form. I mean, Tottenham somehow continued winning in the Champions League, but based on the form of the four teams fighting, I mean, this is a this is a stumble to the finish line, and that's what almost makes this so impossible to predict. I mean, I know 538 has their uh, reasons, and I do think, obviously, Tottenham in the best position, and, and if they win... Uh, their next I'd be very surprised if I would be very Tottenham yeah. is not in the Champions League next year. But I, to me, I mean Chelsea, Arsenal, and then Manchester United are, you know, still very much, very much fighting. And even if you're Manchester United, it's looking like they're probably not making top four. I, I just like, I just have no faith in Chelsea or Arsenal to even, like. Do win games or or even like make it so Manchester United can't get in even if Manchester United wins their last two. I mean, it, I think comparing Chelsea and Arsenal in this recent stretch of form like isn't really fair because Chelsea has played a lot better like the actual soccer. Um, it's just that is true. That is true. But like Arsenal's skid of form is awful. United basically doesn't know how to score from open play, um, and then. Chelsea. I mean, the the thing that worries me about Chelsea is like if Eden Hazard doesn't show up, no one does. Yeah, offensively, that's like, and he has. He's had a great year, and it's bailed them out. Chelsea got the got the draw against United, and Hazard was really quiet in front of goal. He was causing problems in the middle, but like, and they were they were he was getting stopped. He was getting stopped. Uh, They they only drew that game because David de Gea. Decided to gift Marcus Alonso, who somehow, first of all, I think Marcus Alonso is tied for first in the Premier League in shots off the post. Um, <laughs> and he hit that off one the post off the that post, go in? but it went in. I oh, know, oh, like, like shots I that have hit the post. Shots that hit the post and bounce out. Pogba had the most off the crossbar last year. Yeah. Chelsea's number one as a team off the post and out, <laughs> one ahead of uh, Manchester City, but. I, I and then you know I mean Chelsea barely scraped by Cardiff kind of controversially I mean that's a that's a win on their form but um you know and then you know got smacked by Liverpool but as one does yeah <laughs> yeah um but I just it, it, I I see what you're saying Austin but it's just it's been up and down all year that I you know every time it's I mean it's dice. it's also weird to compare because Manchester City and Liverpool are just both almost playing perfect soccer, so yeah, you have to compare no. it to that too. Yeah, no, and and like I didn't expect them to no to, to win or draw. No at, one did by any means against Liverpool, but at the same well, time, like how many straight games have each of them won? I see your little green boxes over there. Yeah, um, I mean, well, no, we, no, just like together, like how many they they haven't even drawn. Like it's it's yeah, Manchester City lost to what Newcastle, but that was yes, like that was that was, right after the New Year or right yeah, before that was the New a while year. ago. And and then Liverpool got yelled at for blowing the title by just drawing a few games. <laughs> Three, so. Four there, they had a little stretch. Four of six. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. but I don't know. I mean, Arsenal's just three three losses in a row have been horrendous. So I do see what you're saying, and at least Chelsea is drawing. Yes, and and here or there, but well, yeah, I mean, and ultimately the difference between the two teams is Hazard. Like he's yeah. just like the. He's been a boss. There's difference makers on each of these teams. It's like Youngman's son can be that yeah. player for Tottenham. I think it's definitely, it's obviously Hazard for Chelsea. 
I don't think Arsenal has that player. That's why they're losing. And that is why yeah. they have the problem. They just don't have that player. For United, it's if Pogba shows up. Today, I Whether wa- or not that midfield is actually distributing Bef- balls or making plays. Before I, before I came in, I watched a uh, Mustafi uh, blooper reel. It was quite funny. Oh, my God. It made me, it made me laugh multiple times. I'm sure it's like an hour long. <laughs> it could have been, probably. Yeah, the the race for three and four, I think it's going to kind of just fall to the teams that are in the spots right now, Tottenham and Chelsea. I think the schedules just aren't quite as daunting. I think you have to look at those. For Chelsea, it's... Chelsea's isn't easy. It's not easy, but it's not teams that are playing home, for... Home home at Leicester. N- nobody plays anybody else in the top six anymore, yep. so... Um, Watford, yeah, but Leicester, Leicester, Leicester well, Watford beat, and Leicester for you know mid table teams like yeah they're high on the mid table whereas you know Manchester United's got Huddersfield and Cardiff to to you know to relegated. relegating Leicester since um, Leicester since the beginning of of March have the third most points in the league yeah like like they're playing I mean, they the, just, they're playing really really good soccer they just. Beat. So like it's this Arsenal, Brendan Rodgers so. turnaround that has just been special for I know, and he's going to go Lester. out and and beat Manchester City and give Liverpool a title, <laughs> and then everyone rejoices. <laughs> wow, that was the best signing that Liverpool yes. will have made. Then, <laughs> um, yeah, Brendan Rodgers, Arsenal with Brighton and Burnley. Burnley's playing well too. Brighton's for, playing for something. Burnley. That's what's interesting too. Burnley's playing well. I think Burnley has always been a Burnley surprisingly was, good team. Burnley was bad the first half of the year though, like compared to last well, year. Burnley just it was, but I think there were games where you're like, Burnley okay, just this blocks team, all the shots. This team can, yeah, <laughs> basically, this team can just like block out anything that's coming towards their goal. Because they now. they play like a ancient like style of soccer where you just like get everyone in front of the ball and yeah. you just hope that the ball doesn't find its way through and it helps that they're not with Joe Hart anymore. Well, I'm I'm what? curious to see yeah, that's huge. That was uh <laughs> that was a good experiment. Um Bournemouth and Tot or Bournemouth Tottenham and then Everton play Tottenham. So Yeah, Everton I think Tottenham's that's that the big be, that could be actually But if but what? But Again, if, I yeah. don't we were you we were kind of talking about this. We don't have the like math in front of me and I haven't taken the time to figure it out. Well, Tottenham like, win, does it? Yeah, that's that's against Bournemouth. I had, that's that's what I was going to ask. That's like, it. If Tottenham, Tottenham gets Tottenham it with a win Bournemouth, against Bournemouth, then they're in the top four. So, yeah. So that's basically that. I don't um, know what the math is for everybody I, else. I mean, I I think it's basically just Chelsea and Arsenal. I think for I four. think it's Chelsea versus Arsenal yeah. for fourth, and I don't think Chelsea or I don't think Arsenal can can do it. I think Chelsea just. I think. Well, Manche- there's nothing we've seen. I, I think Manchester United could. Like I, I think Manchester United's still in it. I mean, I know like. It would require so much that's out of their hands, though. That's why it's just so right, tough. Right, but we're talking about Arsenal, who's played horribly. Yeah, but Arsenal is And, I mean, an inconsistent Chelsea... Like, we're talking about two pretty inconsistent Chelsea teams. I mean, it's clear, Austin, you know, you do separate Chelsea and Arsenal. Uh, but at the same time, like, I, I still feel like two incredibly inconsistent teams and only three points back... Of Chelsea for fourth. The thing is, is they they they'd have to beat them outright because their goal Manchester United's goal differential is seven off of Arsenal and eight off of Chelsea. So thanks, Mourinho. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but I just I feel like they're still in it. I I mean, obviously they need 
you know, they don't control their own destiny, so to speak, even though one cannot control destiny because oh, then it would be destiny. But I think that's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's true though. But um, you know, I, I and the Huddersfield and Cardiff, you know, two games, like I I mean that those are that's about unless you were playing Fulham instead of Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it wouldn't be any, you know, right? It, but, it wouldn't be any. So I, I'm just saying, like, I'm not throwing out Manchester United as quickly as you guys are, but they're very clearly. Yeah, I think it's just going to be tough to come down to the end of the season for Man United and actually be able to go get those wins and know that you need something else to go on for you in a whole separate city in a whole separate game. Like that's just it's too out of their hands. It reminds me of the. Aguero clinching title goal game where you're like, okay, there has to be something that happens at Man City in order for United to actually win the title. United did what they needed to do, get the result against Sunderland, but then it was Aguero who scored against QPR, QPR knowing they were staying up at the point, but it's just like those type of moments where it's like, it's out of your hands. So... No, it, yeah, it just takes so it much, takes like so it's not much. even worth... To like to stress about that, yeah. it's not even it's not even worth it. You just have to take care of your own business and be like, well, if it falls, it falls, but it might not, and it probably won't. Yeah. But for Arsenal, I think I think Arsenal has this chance because Chelsea doesn't have an easy schedule at the end here. Chelsea could yeah. easily just drop one of these games, and now we have a whole different. And I hope it's the first one if they are to drop one, just to make the last home to Watford though. Yeah. And, and I don't have the. Uh, I mean, I don't have the exact. Is Troy Deeney and... still suspended? Yeah, he must be. I don't know. For the red card on Torreira? Yeah. I'm not sure if that's yeah, enough games is. at this point. I don't know. But I don't have the exact numbers in, in front of me, but Chelsea has not been good outside of Stamford Bridge. And, you know, that last that last day, May 12th, they got to go to King Power Stadium. So, Ah, the KP. Leicester City. I, I really think, like, that Leicester game is going to be really tough. I, like, It will be, but at that point... They might already have it wrapped up if Arsenal has True. just choked it True. away, and if United has. But Ar- Arsenal done the same. home to Brighton, like if you don't win that game, you don't deserve to even be in the race. Yeah, and, and like that's, I, I I don't know. Brighton's I, not good. No, like, no, they. <laughs> shout it from take, the rooftops. <laughs> Scream it, but um, I I don't know. I I I guess like, uh, I mean if 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 it's not Hazard. We'll see. I mean, if Iguain ever gets back from being offside, you know, we'll see. Maybe from being from an outside perspective, I just don't know why everyone hates Murata. Because <laughs> he can't make a goddamn shot. Yeah, his his finishing is just appalling. He gets in. I think he gets better chances than Iguain. Last, yeah, I mean, but he just sm- doesn't. Small sample size for Iguain, but well, I'm saying just in general. Oh, I'm, well, I, you, Jack, you already know this. I'm just yeah, not the biggest Higuain fan, but um, I don't know. I think I think this top four race is almost pretty much tied up. You think it's? You guys think it's? You really think it's tied up? I see. I I genuinely. I mean, look. Do. I think Tottenham's in. I think Tottenham's in, and I think Chelsea's going to get I three think points. Chelsea's just a lot better team than the other. Chelsea's going to get three as points out of it, these last two games. I get that. I I, I no. Get, I know it's tough to say that as a fan, but just. Two like two games and it's you know it's not basketball. No, yeah, it's it's very random. I just I I, I'm less confident than than you. You have two points with two two games left. 
Like, yeah, that's all you got to get there. I know, but I I, I agree. I like just, you said, I stumble just, over the I, finish. They might draw both of those games, and I mean, yeah, like just get over the that's line. Probably how it's gonna go based on how this year has gone. <laughs> but that'd be awesome. Um, but both nil nils, just like <laughs> just dreadful yeah, draws. I don't know, man, but. We'll see. I mean, look. I, I, I mean, I don't blame you guys. I would certainly. If somebody had to make me put money on two teams. It would obviously be you the know, two Tottenham teams, and Chelsea. Yeah. But I, I really don't think that Arsenal and Manchester United are are out of it yet. I, I don't think United are completely out of it. Obviously, but that's like my heart talking more than my head. But yeah, I, I do think they are. Like, if I take myself out of this whole thing, it's just, it's over for me. It's the race is at the top. Yeah, and that's about it for me. Then let's get to let's it. get into it. So Manchester City ninety two points, Liverpool ninety one points, two games to go. I mean, City's not going to drop points. I unless unless it's the savior Brendan Rodgers who does it. Like I, Leicester I mean, City, what a terrible end of the season schedule. Yeah, seriously. I mean, luckily they're just playing for positioning and happiness. Um, and so I don't know. Um. I don't. I don't really have much hope. I think we're gonna end up finishing second in two competitions this year somehow, and I'm just gonna cry. Um, <laughs> but I mean, ultimately, I, I mean, I can't be upset. Like, it just happens that the Liverpool's the third best Premier League team in terms of points ever is playing the same season as the second in terms of points ever. So, what did it was Chelsea that had 96, or was it? Shoot, who was uh, I think it? So. I think it was Chelsea had like a 96-point oh, f- season and with Mourinho. 2004? No, five. five. Wouldn't it be five? Because weren't the Invincibles four? Yeah. It's crazy Chelsea that the 90, Invincibles... 95 and... 95. 2005. Yeah, so there you yeah, go. Yeah, Arsenal 90 and 2004, yeah. And what was United? United New, had New the... Newcastle fifth in 2005. United a, United's never been above ninety one, right? Yeah, they had a ninety one season. I'm trying yeah, to remember because there was a tweet that trolled them that said Liverpool already has the same amount of points as United's ever had in a season with two games left. Cool. I know. How I know. many I, Premier League titles has that? Yeah, won yeah, yeah. I know. Um, he just always goes twenty there. to eighteen. Twenty to eighteen. Uh, like the damn Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> that is what the comparison is. Um. 91, 92. I mean, I don't know if this is possible for Liverpool with like what you're saying, Austin. Just those games for City are just no. I mean, ultimately, and they don't have the Champions League. They don't have anything other. Yeah, than there's, the there's, FA Cup, right? Are they still in yes, that? Yeah, but that's after. But that's so late. Like they don't have to think about it. Like ultimately, it comes down to when Liverpool lost to them on January third. Like that's the reason that they're gonna lose the title. What it wasn't. The Chelsea Liverpool draw one to one. The the Daniel Sturridge. Uh, yeah, I mean that, that was lucky to even get a point out of that one. <laughs> it's just sad. What you're gonna have one loss the entire season and not win a title? You know. Yeah, that's insane. But I mean, I I I just think this season has been incredible in general. Like, well, Arsenal didn't almost almost went invincible and didn't win the title. They almost did. Yeah, like United almost. Poked it out from them, but like draw, draw, you should never be playing for a draw. Like, I mean, I know, like in the middle of the game when you're down a goal, you're like, oh, I'll just take a draw. But like, three points is just like so many more points than one point. Like, you should always be playing just to win the game. Like, try, play to win or to lose. Like, right? 
I think so. I think playing for draws is like a Jose Mourinho tactic that just doesn't win you titles. Tottenham, under, uh, Tottenham also only drew one game this year, which is pretty Chelsea. wild. I just... What are you pulling up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are you looking at? I'm look. I gotta look at some form stuff. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's yeah, not, doing doing some mid pod research. There's not much. I mean, the most interesting stuff that's going on in terms of like quality soccer is actually going on at the mid table. Like Leicester's playing better than usual. Burnley's playing pretty well. Um, and there was one other team that I noticed. Uh, Everton, Everton and Leicester, like those teams are all playing really well. Whereas like these top, these like three, four, five, six teams are all faltering. So I don't know. Yeah. So, so Burnley, I like how we're considering the mid table, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) 15th and, um, yes, I know, but they're safe. They've got 40 points. They're safe. Um, they're, they've been an interesting team, but I think, I think Watford has been one of those teams of the season. Like what? What is they've been playing some really just pretty soccer, yeah. It, along with just w- like not winning games as much as Leicester or, Wa- or Wolves or whatever, but like they're winning enough, and I think they've come to the point where they're playing good enough soccer that it's really promising. If they just get the right pieces to the puzzle, they might be like a Leicester City type of team, yeah, and I make mean, like not a necessarily a title winning run, but like they could they could sneak into a top four race. Yeah, make no, your, yeah, make your bets now, Javi. for next year. Javi <laughs> Garcia has done an excellent job for that. I don't. Like at this point, feeling like I already know what's going to happen with Liverpool. Like I already want to start looking forward to next season and like how these teams are playing because what 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 is the next what is next season? If you have the season of, you know, I mean, one of the best seasons in no, I'm just talking. I'm I'm just I'm just talking in general. Like I, I I've just given up. Like Manchester City's too good. They have too many good players. But how do you you know what do you do next year that's any different? Nothing. I don't know. You just have to hope that Manchester City is not something happens. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I was just talking more and just in general about just my excitement to soccer, like it, my non-fandom excitement. I guess. Yeah, I get that. It's it's gonna be a good finish to the end of the season. What are your top four predictions as we finish this one? Um, I mean, let's go crazy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Chelsea ends up finishing third, and Tottenham ends up finishing fourth. And your title? Wild. Uh, you're one and two. Liverpool's gonna win it <laughs> <laughs> with zero confidence. A man says. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, everything you just said, and then you're like, Liverpool's gonna win it. <laughs> yeah, Jack? I can't not say it. Yeah, you have to. You have to go with your team. Go, Jack. Uh, I mean, City, Liverpool, Tottenham, Chelsea, uh, Manchester United, and Arsenal. That's the order. I know we did top four, and I went six. Oh, okay. okay. But yeah, I'm yeah. talking Europa. All right. I, I want to get Europa League, and oh, I want to give Europa League some love. Okay. Okay. You Since know. you've had to watch so all does, year, you've yep, become yep, a Europa so League so stand. Does, does does United hop over Arsenal? Sure. Just okay. to make Sean happier. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, my table's going Man United. Then no, um, <laughs> uh, it's going to be talking like ten years from now, <laughs> next season, mate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. City, yeah. Liverpool, uh, Tottenham, Chelsea, 
United Arsenal. I think Arsenal loses the last two games of the season. Focusing losing United? five, losing five straight. Yeah, they're gonna focus way too much on uh, on Europa, Europa League, and it's gonna like oh, just Arsenal? completely yeah Arsenal, oh, and it's gonna completely United. derail them. United's gonna leapfrog Arsenal for yeah, fifth. Arsenal's gonna still lose in the, uh, the Europa League final to Frankfurt, and then. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe dude. Frankfurt's, um, yeah, that's Frankfurt's just my good. that's just my fun prediction. But uh, yeah, that's basically how I see it finishing. Yeah. Um. Can Can I? Talk about how young player of the year needs to change. Yeah, let's let's end on that note. Go for it. So Raheem Sterling just won this award on whatever day that was. Yeah, a couple days ago. M- middle of the week. And he, so you see, he has played a lot of soccer already in his career. <laughs> he is age 24. He is considered a young player still. Because he started the season at age 23, correct? Is that what, like, the, isn't it like you... I think it's 23 that... Yeah. Because I, I remember Gareth Bale won it, and everyone was up Yeah, about that. And, and here we are again. So I don't know why this should be allowed, because he... So what do you propose, then? I think it should be, like, age 21 to start a season or something, because I think this... this no, this no So then Marcus Rashford? Sure. I mean, I don't, I don't really care like, who wins it. Like I'm just saying, like, he should not be able to win it. But I'm saying, like, that kind of age, where they've played since they were 18, so they... He would have three seasons under his belt. Yeah, I mean that's not as exaggerated as what as what Sterling has done. I think it should be first season, like first professional season. I think that would be cooler. Under, but there might be no, rookie just, of the year, just like rookie of the year type. But what if you? But what if first professional season? So if you played in like League Two or League Three, like like non-league football, but like you have been professional, like Jamie Vardy wouldn't have like in his first year at Leicester, like. You know what I'm saying? Not first ever time in the Premier League, but like first top level. First, just I'm playing professional, like 16 year old Angel Gomez, who's come off the bench, say, and scored a bunch. But like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there are enough players to even make that type like of it be, thing. It might have to be like 21 as the, the it age. It should be like, like newcomer saying. of the year under 24, under 23. So Raheem Sterling played his first top-level minutes with Liverpool when he was 16, and that was in 2011-2012. So that was mm. seven years ago, and he's still able to win Young Player of the Year? Like, come on. Like, he, he was the second-best player in the league this year, according to the vote, and number right. one, according to the writers. Like, Do you do you think anyone cares about these awards? Uh, probably not, but I do. I mean, no, I, I don't really. I just think it's ridiculous that a guy who's played 16,653 right. minutes can be Young Player of the Year. Well, Virgil van Dijk... Won the outright PFA player of the year. As he should. As he should. As he should. He made an average defense really good all of a sudden. Best defense in the world. But I I kind of agree with you that he should win that. It's just how how much inherent value does... But winning the title, right? Is that where you're going? No. Okay. Uh like how much inherent value is there to a defender versus like a forward? Like, who impacts the game more? An attacker in, does. in a singular. I think I think it goes attacker and then center back are in that order the two most valuable positions. I don't know, like outside a playmaker of, or like a goal of, scorer, like, goalkeeper, like field positions. I mean, ideally you have someone who does both, i.e., Messi. But yeah. like that's not that's not that easy. Sure. Um, I don't know. Just based on the way that the transfer market has gone, like center backs are getting a lot of money. Yeah, the center backs have become it goes such attacker a huge and then money. center. Yeah, I I do think it is center backs are huge, and I think Virgil Van Dyke is definitely up for this award. 
I don't know if he's the right guy for it, but I th- I do think it's about time that a center back is is recognized as being that it's influential. It's only the second time ever in in the Premier League era that yeah. center back John won Terry it. baby. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Aston Villa, man. Um, um Yeah, like I I mean we have this debate in the NBA world of like MVP what exactly does that mean? Yeah. So what is player of the well, year I mean, to So pl- is there that debate? I think it's in... biggest impact on a team. So it could have been like the so De Gea it is, win it. it is like, truly like you well, could give it to a like player like that. I feel like goalkeepers should be excluded unless they're like so unless out they're of this, De Gea. unless they're so <laughs> out of this world that because I feel like a goalkeeper inherently like last season has... De Gea. If United went on to De win has... the title, it would have been insane. I feel like inherently goalkeepers have so little control of what goes on too. But uh, but they but you also have like. I feel like goalkeeper has so little control, but almost the most impact. Because if if you have a bad goalkeeper, yeah, like you can, you know, I, saw I, I mean, the ma- there's a massive difference to me be- between what a, what a good goalkeeper would provide and what. So a, are you saying are you saying an, a goalkeeper so, has like astronomical value or like very little? I just feel like a goalkeeper has astronomical value, not in sweeping. Yeah, yeah, that's. That's a good point. I think I think Van Dyke is deserving of it. So this that's year. why I'm because ex- could you name someone who's an attacker maybe that's, that's why been ex- more influential this year? I mean, you could say. I mean, I know Sterling was one that was considered. I mean, I mean Sterling was number two. Sterling was yeah, the other. Yeah, I, I mean, I had read a little bit of like you know people wanting Eden Hazard, but I don't think that he should have won it. Um, I but. think Sterling's the only player. Who's there? Well, that and, you could and the, go the, with. the narrative, like it, to bring you back to the NBA thing, like narrative is such a big part of it. Like yeah. the narrative for Van Dyke is so easy. Like all of a sudden they become this super duper good defensive team. Um, like based on the numbers they have in the best defense all year. And like what's changed is basically right. Van Dyke. I guess Alisson's like a massive addition over Mignolet slash right. Carius, but. Right, because you know that. I, I mean, my question is also a little bit around like, what does the award mean? Because nobody has made up like people have made up their minds, but there's no consensus in the NBA over MVP whether it's like, you know, most valuable to their team, which can be one thing, but who had the better like season? Um, you know, like th- those debates. You know, and you have like, okay, maybe. I mean, I think we're talking more about just the general point. Like, I don't think anyone here actually thinks anyone else should have won the award, right? Right, right. No, I... but but then my question to you is like, can a defense can a def- defensive player have as much of a singular impact or be as valuable as a forward? I and mean, that's I... all. That's all I'm. Yeah, I I'm mean, not I... saying Vert Van Dyke shouldn't. Yes, have won because it. if a defender makes one mistake, and an attacker like capitalizes on that mistake, it's done. Yeah. But then a, a forward can miss nine times, but score on the tenth goal, and they're the hero in a game. Yeah, a defender or a goalkeeper, for that matter, has nine saves and messes up on the tenth, i.e. De Gea against Chelsea this weekend. And well, that's why goalkeepers. That's why goalkeepers, in my opinion, are excluded, and have should have their right. own. So I think center backs are value. in a similar category because it it just takes one little slip, like a Steven Gerrard style slip, literally yeah. a slip. And it's a complete vilified, like, he's the villain for that season. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's, it's I mean, tough I, I to could, say. I could, if you gave me more time, I could come back. Right, with it's, more it's throwing out a, a big question, but. 
Because I'm just curious. Because like last year, Liverpool was just like they finished fourth in the Premier League. Like mm-hmm. people forget that, and the reason that they're so good this year is because they're just so consistent defensively that they they didn't have to do this bombastic press that they've been doing um, in previous years. So. Is that a word? I don't know. I, just I don't know. That. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't, I've never heard of that. Yeah. That's okay, though. All right. Well, I think. One that, final stat for you. Yeah, go for it. So goalkeeper um, stats, like stats.com came out with this. It says Ali Son's the number one goalkeeper in the Premier League, but I'll just save that. Um, it, saves, it says that he. he I, w- prevent- I wouldn't argue it would be De Gea this year. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. No, with it that. has De Gea too in terms of shot well, yeah, stopping. But too. I would I would say Allison has been yes. the stronger goalie yes. throughout the season. Um and so what he what he changed was he saved like 0.3 XG. So he saved like a third of a goal per game. Which Interesting. Like, which is that a lot? Is like I, I don't, don't think it's a lot because the thing is yeah. with Allison, that's why over De, the average De Gea is the better goalkeeper. Hundred percent, because he's got a terrible defense in front of him. True, Allison is. Well, but it's this, like, this takes into account some of that stuff too. I, I think you can't calculate that. I just don't think that's no, calculable. It is. It, is t- it has to hey a second and then Ederson third. Well, yeah. Then you get into the question of. I'm sorry, but expect, Chris Smalling, Phil Jones, and Victor Lindelof are nothing compared to. You get into just a little Van Dyke bit by himself. The, the questions about the data of expected goals and whether that's quality or not. Austin and I have. <laughs> come to love. I have come to love expected goals. Yeah. He's he's the one that got me to love him. Yeah, I just think it's a really I, good. I, I think it's a, a better very way to interesting. Look, it's a better way to look MIT at it than MIT conference on than, uh, um, possession on soccer analytics and questions of expected goals. I mean, I don't buy any of them like fully. Oh, I bet I bet it was by Ted Knutson, the guy who runs Stats Bomb. Maybe they had probably was. good and, interview. And, and they, uh, had Grant Dar- Wall. they had they had Daryl Morey. Yeah. Yeah, no, Gra- Rockets GM. Daryl Morey just wants to own a team and just do crazy stuff. It was an extremely intriguing conversation, and, I mean, there's a whole world of soccer analytics. that are, At some point, somebody has to try with the I mean, yeah. wild. they they got to be the Rockets of the – the only thing is there's no salary capped in this these sports, so it doesn't really matter. But mm-hmm. You can just Man City it. Because you can just buy the best players in strategy I'm sure matter. no one's listening at this point because we're just rambling about stuff that that's okay nah <laughs> no one cares about <laughs> just getting stuff off our chest I'll listen rate. I'll listen back to it <laughs> great the, thank you Jack uh, and thank you for those who are listening at this point in the podcast uh, this has been the Emerald FC Premier League podcast on April 30th to listen to more Emerald podcasts subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts or go to dailyemerald.com we got a nice little bar at the bottom you can listen to not another sneaker pod the Game of Thrones podcast, or another Emerald I'm a little FC. hurt that I haven't been invited. Where are you? Yeah, my I'm a goodness. little hurt I haven't been invited on the Game of Thrones podcast. <laughs> well, you got to talk to talk to some folks there, but uh, yeah, subscribe, listen wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, thanks for Check listening. Check out our written work on Oregon Sports. Oh yeah, there's also the writing dailyemerald.com. Support that's, that's independent pretty, that's what student we do journalism every single day, all the time. So. Yeah, support independent student journalism. Thanks for listening. <laughs>